Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Poor Things is over, but here on Post Show Recaps Theater, we are just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. I'm with somebody who is a human adult, but I put the brain of a baby in them. It's Ariel. Ariel, how you doing? <laughs> I'm making progress every day. I'm so excited to be here. Oh. Uh, I can't believe that I that I am this way and that I am this person. What a miracle I am. Yeah, what a miracle. Yeah, a little miracle. If you could just call me God for the rest of the podcast, please. <laughs> it was like reminding me of this uh whatever the Godmother documentary that was like on what? Max. Like this it's whatever, it's a cult. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it was uh-huh. this, like, they were calling the person Godmother. And in this movie, when uh when the main character is referring to God, it's like, yeah, this yeah. is this is kind of a cult. It's like a science cult. <laughs> yeah. This movie is so interesting. I'm very excited to talk about it. We're gonna we're gonna chat through it. Make sure you subscribe to the feed, posturecaps.com slash movies, or search posture recaps theater in your podcaster app of choice. Ariel, this movie had a ton of buzz. Uh it's like, you know, um I feel like when the stills of the uh of the movie came out, people were like pretty excited it's a yorgos lanthimos uh, uh movie he's done uh, killing of a sacred deer um what was it the favorite the lobster he's a weird filmmaker mm-hmm. and this one is right up his alley um what did you make of this movie spoiler free thoughts ariel yeah i thought it was it was so much funnier than i thought it was gonna be and you know i'm a big emma stone fan and i think for me part of the appeal was certainly like okay this feels like a big swing uh for her as far as um i mean not quite a swing but like something that is like obviously off uh very out of the box in general and something fun you know she recently is is uh been pursuing things that seemingly from the outside are like challenging for an actor or different you know i mean you're covering the curse which is i think in yeah. some ways uh a little bit of that for her as well 
and you know, I, I knew that she was going to be good and that I was going to enjoy her, but I was kind of, I was kind of delighted at how funny some of this was. And like, in particular, I would shout out, um, Oh God. Uh, the actor who she plays against, um, Willem Dafoe or Mark Ruffalo or Mark Ruffalo. I mean, Willem no. Dafoe, another legend that we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo, like kind of, like I fell out of my chair almost a couple of times, like the way he was doing some of his line reads and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was about as weird as I was expecting, you mm-hmm. know, between uh, Yorgos Lanthimos and like certain things that the movie seemed like it would be from the outside. That part I was, you know, I was expecting and that was great. And that's, you know, I don't think that's everybody's cup of tea, like how weird some of these things are, but I think it works and it's a it's a fun story even though it's kind of messed up yeah i yeah well yeah yeah it is messed up yeah uh yeah it's very fun this movie is so weird um i did really enjoy it i thought that one thing that's hard and i had to like figure out how to navigate this but i felt like this movie had such high expectations that i felt like even though i was like very much laughing out loud during the movie and was sort of delighted by the performances and the, and the visuals of the movie. I was like, I don't think I'm enjoying this as much as everybody says they've been enjoying this. And I just need to figure out how to like remove that part of my brain. Cause otherwise I think like, cause it came out being like, yeah, I think it's like, it's really good. I was like, I think I'll give it like four stars. And I'm like, is that too low? I, I felt like it was mm-hmm. good. It was great. I, I don't know. Um, and so I, I, I had a very this- similar experience. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just the expectations of it, I th- I think. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Emma Stone, yeah, is in The Curse. Um, she, yeah, she, I mean, she. it's a bit of a weird show. I feel like she's a little bit of like, what her, her character is so interesting in that show, but she's not like weird in it, I think. It's just a, an interesting show choice for her. Her filmography is is pretty interesting. Obviously, she has this like ride. I feel like Easy A is kind of the show, uh, the movie that I think a lot of people like consider her um breakout although she was in zombie land um the last few years have been really interesting she did the favorite and she did la la land in 2016 mm-hmm. and they should battle of the sexes where she played billy jean king opposite um uh steve carell and she yeah. has the favorite she does the zombie land sequel and then she does the crudes and she does cruella and then i think she has a baby and she she leaves she came back and she's like i think i gotta figure this out i'm gonna do poor things i'm gonna just get weird with it so um yeah, she did Maniac in there too, the like uh, yeah, Netflix TV show. That was a great one. Yeah. So yeah, a very interesting uh, sort of filmography. Like I think when you look at, I think when you think of Emma Stone, I think of her as a superstar. And then I kind of look at her IMDb and I'm like, I, I guess, I guess she is. Like it's such uh, a smorgasbord of of movies in her in her filmography. But um, I think this is a real breakout. No, it's not a breakout performance. This is potentially yeah standout it's a potential like oscar winning performance i think for sure i think there's like a couple i think it's a really strong year for like lead actress Mm -hmm. um and so i think this could be one where you look back and you're like you know it's like why didn't she win and then you look at the oscar like oh yeah because like lily james was there or um not lily james um who's in killers of the flower man Uh, uh, although i think she's going to be in supporting so i don't think that i don't think that matters so yeah lily gladstone supporting supporting sounds sounds accurate yeah i think i think lily gladstone's going to go in supporting so uh, yeah anyway um but yeah do you want to we'll talk about it because i think this is a movie that 
Although I don't know that there's like a lot to spoil. I think it's more fun to talk about in the context of being able yes. to talk about it spoiler free. I do love that you were like, I can't, I I want to remove that from my brain. I was like, well, God can do that for you. God can. <laughs> yeah, he can do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Just put my 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 brain in another body or put yeah. a new brain in my body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's spill the PSRT and talk about poor things. Um, In London, Dr. Godwin Baxter, played by Willem Dafoe, um, takes on a medical student named Max McCandles, played by Rami Youssef, and has him observe Bella, played by Emma Stone. Bella is a childlike woman who is revealed to have been a pregnant woman who committed suicide only for Godwin to put the baby's brain in the mother's body. Max falls for Bella and asks to marry her. Bella desires to learn more about the world, though, and so she runs off with Duncan Wedderburn, played by Mark Ruffalo, and Godwin begins a second experiment, creating Felicity while she is away. Bella and Duncan have lots of sex while they travel, although she calls it furious jumping. And uh, and Bella soon learns more about the world, uh, and Duncan struggles to rein her in. On a cruise ship, she befriends Martha and Henry, who teach her about philosophy, um, while an unraveling Duncan drinks and gambles. While in Alexandria, Bella is shocked by the state of the locals and tries to give them all of Duncan's money, which he does, though it winds up in the hand of the cruise ship employees. The two are kicked off the ship as they cannot pay their bill, and they head to Paris, where Bella begins to work at a brothel. There, she meets Toinette, who teaches her about socialism, and she works under the tutelage of Madame Swiney. Godwin falls ill and asks Max to go find Bella and bring her home. Bella returns and says she will marry Max, but the ceremony is interrupted as Duncan has found Alfie, Bella's original husband. Bella moves in with Alfie, but realizes it's there that she became depressed in the first place due to his abusive behavior. She fights him off and causes him to shoot himself in the foot. Godwin passes away peacefully with Bella and Max by his side, and Bella decides to carry on his work. Alfie has his brain swapped with a goat's as Bella sits and sort of enjoys the company of all of her friends, Toinette, uh, Max, etc., etc., dogs with with goat heads, goats with chicken feet, etc., etc. I'm remembering there was a point, and I'm going to get the animals wrong, so forgive me, but there was a Uh point where... where, I think it's a God space father, not the Godfather. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like, oh no, the that's uh, you're gonna get to the to the chicken dog or whatever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's yeah. just like so many yeah. different animals, yeah. and it's somehow not. Um, it's not horrific. Like there's certainly a, like a horror element to, you know, yeah. like literally putting a different animal's head on a different animal. Yeah. The body. pig on the chicken delighted me. Cause I just think like, how is that actually standing up? This is yeah. a big, big head. <laughs> right. Like the weight yeah. it's all the center yeah. of gravity is all off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like the thing that's really hard to convey by just reading the plot of this movie is just how visually weird this movie is. Everything mm. is like, elongated there's these lovely every time they go to a new city there's like a title card with the city name but then like bella in the background like you know maybe like riding a bike over a bridge or so it is all just like dreamlike i feel like Mm -hmm. is the best way to describe it um like it's visually you like can't help but be looking all over the the movie theater screen as you're as you're watching it because it just it has this aesthetic that you know for me is unlike much i've seen and i'm not exactly sure if i can like for me pinpoint like where the inspiration comes i'm sure someone who's much more of like a film historian was like oh it's exactly like this but it just has this aesthetic to the world i mean um the way the movie was sort of like described to me before i saw it was like sort of like frankenstein's barbie 
which I think uh, it does work. One piece that we didn't really point out is like uh, Godwin is sort of like a creature unto himself because he has all this, like he almost looks more like Frankenstein. Yeah. We learned that his father, who was also a scientist, like experimented on him at one point, like he's burping out these like bubbles and it's revealed oh that he do- he's doing that because like he has no, like he has no way to like uh, burp basically. Like he has to do this thing and yeah. he's like hooked up to different like tubes and stuff while he's eating. And so he had been experimented on by his own father and then therefore like, continues the pursuit of this like weird body science that ultimately um he finds bella and uh, and creates bella yeah it's there's so many things there it's so fascinating the the thing like you said of godwin like looking like frankenstein because i feel like there's this meta part of it of the way like people call frankenstein frankenstein even though it's like frankenstein's monster but then here to go further it's like frankenstein's monster kind of became frankenstein in a way um and that's all it's all played like so funny like the burp is a very specific sound it reminded me of like there was something like lynchian about the burp specifically it reminded me of like the new uh twin peaks Right. You know, series that came out uh recently ish that you know the re uh whatever the the re uh imagining uh the sequel, whatever the sequel to Twin Peaks that, that David Lynch did. Uh-huh. And um you know, I, I'm not saying that this was a that the movie that I'm about to mention was in some way like uh inspiration for for some of the aesthetic looks that you were talking about, but it reminded me a lot of um one of uh this movie melancholia with uh kirsten dunst which i think is like one of her best uh just like the rent like the cutaways especially with the uh the title cards of the different locations and just kind of her standing there looking very strike i wouldn't say pretty i don't i'm not making a judgment i'm just saying like uh-huh. it, it was more like she's so striking in the way they're presenting her and less of like uh objectifying her it was it was really interesting there's a whole part of the movie where so i'm watching it and i'm like maybe five ten minutes in i'm like wait has this been in black and white the entire time i could have sworn yeah. i saw color and it's because we saw color at the very beginning when like right the original version of her jumps off the bridge and then like as she is experiencing the world finally i think it's when she discovers sex uh or when she escapes the house she's like okay now we're in color and i just thought that was like a really simple but you know uh effective choice lots of movies these days doing the like black and white into color thing it's very maestro i believe does it uh, just came out on netflix uh Mm -hmm. it's very popular choice um I think that for me, th- those are the, I mean, things I love, obviously it's visually, it's, it's incredible. It's, I, th- I do think it's very funny. Um, I, my audience, the audience I was with, uh, also like laughed pretty much the whole way through, like the furious jumping stuff, like, you know, um, it did, it did get quite a bit of laugh lines. I, and then I, I think through that, like the performances are, are really, really excellent. We talked about Emma Stone. You mentioned Mark Ruffalo. Um, he's so funny as like this, like he's basically, you know, a lot of these characters uh, uh, at the beginning of their journey can be described as just very horny. Is basically the way that you can describe yep. these characters, which is basically Mark Ruffalo until he gets he's angry and horny. Basically, is is mm-hmm. how uh, although and actually maybe less horny because he's basically like the whole point is that Bella's like 
super into it and he's like no i can't anymore i'm so tired like Uh you can't do it this many times a day um but mark ruffalo sort of like you know you can kind of see it coming but the turn to basically being like i mean this movie is a series of men uh and and to accept people who bella um runs into who all want to basically control her to some degree. Right. Um, and as she learns about the world and, and basically it provides this sort of like childlike viewpoint of the world of like, why do you do it like this? Why, do, why does the world like that? Doesn't make any sense. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, that's as an adult, you're much more like, I don't know. That's the way it is, you know? Um, and, uh, and, and so that's essentially like the, the journey. And and I do, you know, the idea that it's like Frankenstein's Barbie, I do think it, it does have a lot in common with Barbie. Obviously in the movie Barbie, she leaves Barbie land to go into the real world and discovers basically, you know, similar things with, mm-hmm. with less sex, uh, you know, uh, whereas yes. <laughs> this is a much more adult version of, of that. I've seen a lot of people who take this movie and are sort of extrapolating um, their own, which is what movies should do, but uh, different groups of people, which is interesting, extrapolating um, their experience onto to Bella. And that's why I think it's resonating for, for some of those people. So um, I've read, there's a, a review online by uh, Zoe Rose Bryant, who is a trans movie critic, sort of in the Twitter sphere. Um, her review is like, I related a lot to the trans experience. I don't know for me how much like that, it, there's some of it there, but I don't know how much that is for me but i can i can see where people like find that um obviously uh, someone dealing with depression and then getting a new a second chance uh at, at life there there's that uh, so a lot of people uh some people who were talking about like uh people who are neurodivergent relating a lot with bella in this movie as she's like you know navigating the world uh mm-hmm. with this with this this way of, of of thinking that's so different than everybody else so i think where a lot of people who are like really loving this movie and catapulting into like the five star um echelon of like their letterbox is is because they think that they see a lot of relatability um um with bella i don't know that for me this is where i like i'm it's so hard for me to figure out like where i'm not thinking it landed for me as a five-star movie i I'm, i have it like in the four-star range and and why uh and I'm, I'm interested to talk that through ariel because i i every time i like think about the movie i'm like oh yeah that was really good and that was really good and that was really good and then i'm like yeah and i put it all together and i'm like yeah i don't think it's a five-star movie yeah, I think it's it's uh it was super entertaining. I was I enjoy I was a little bit worried. <laughs> this is my broken record coming. I was a little bit worried about the runtime, even though the the you know it's incredibly well reviewed and like you said, the hype was was pretty loud. It's like one of the most hype movies that are that has come out uh, you know, in the last few weeks. And I think that like you said, that's that was that can work against it at some points because we, you and I have not been put under the knife and we have not had that part of our brains removed. But mm-hmm. um, I think Emma, it really feels like to me at the end of it, it felt a little bit like, you know, Emma Stone rose to the occasion and kind of stands out slightly above the movie. So that's going to make the movie automatically feel a little bit less than I would say like Mark Ruffalo, um, you know, Rami Youssef, who we'll talk about has a great, has a great turn in this movie as Max McCandles, a great, some great names in this They're movie. Really Kella Baxter. Yeah. This is like from the, from the Aaron Sorkin school of alliteration. Uh huh. Um, 
but I think, you know, there are some of the, I was never, never not fascinated. I was never not completely enthralled by her story, curious as to what was next, curious how she was going to deal with certain situations and people that she met and like watching her literally progress minute by minute and not just her life experience, but literally in her ability to speak and communicate and do all these things was, was endlessly fascinating and fun. Um, and I, I did see that there were some people coming and this is not me, but there were some people complaining about like the length of it and, and that like some parts of it felt unnecessary. And I actually, I think the, I think none of it, I think every piece of it felt important to her story. Um, it was just that like some moments maybe didn't feel as fully fleshed out uh you know narratively important but not necessarily like emotionally hitting the same highs as as the rest of it um so yeah i think i think it's a it's a great ensemble cast and like the more i'm talking about it the more i'm like a little bit like you of what uh what was missing but i think again the emma stone thing for me is like first and foremost of like she she knocks it out of the park and kind of like sets the bar very very high for what the movie is should be should be doing and making you feel yeah i i think one of the things about this movie is and and i i think where a lot of people will be not put off by it because i i don't I, I certainly i think that there are people who will be put off by it i think that you know uh i saw an amazing tweet that was like make sure that the, the did, did you uh are you familiar with the oppenheimer um sex scene couple discourse are you familiar with this uh the 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 woman who's like i have to i i shield my husband's eyes during sex scenes during movies are you familiar with this at all uh right no good for so happy i'm so happy for you this is never but it's this woman who's like talks about like it's like a, a an agreement that her and her husband have of like they love they like going to movies but there's too much sex in movies and so like there's a whole a tiktok uh a video that went viral because she was like yeah like i covered his eyes during the sex scene in oppenheimer and it's just like so babyish it's like it's it's fine it's so fine but whatever you know which is hilarious because of the way women are treated in like in that movie in in uh in nolan oh true yeah i know i know i know so i do think that there'll be people will be like oh my god this is way too much like there was some some talk about like on on opening night of this movie like people walking out which is you know whatever live your life but you're missing out on some great content if you do that but um i think that one of i think i i don't think that this movie is too much although like you know because people are talking about it being like a visual feast like i'm sure you mm -hmm. could you could get there i do think the movie drags like one of the reviews i saw um i believe from new york times uh uh, uh critic was just like uh really loved it but at some point it's like i get it you know um and mm -hmm. i think that that's probably right i'm seeing some you know some of the reviews being like the first half is so good that the second half maybe doesn't live up to what the movie sets up and i i, I think you know interestingly the alfie stuff basically is the moment where it's the most real part of the movie i think even though it is also like a bit elaborate the idea that it's like oh no here's the husband who like was your husband when you died and him being there and bringing her back and the way like you know it's a pretty like gruesome thing he's like demanding that she do at the end which is you know uh uh it's it's pretty awful um and and so you know the tables kind of get turned on him and in some ways like i think that there's sort of like this um you know the theme of the movie being bella trying to be controlled and bella learning about the world and and having this like in, about like what her life could actually 
be like and then going back to this moment where it's like this is what basically caused her to be like depressed the whole time i i like it i like the scenes that this part of the movie because i think it it makes sense to like bring us back to like the original story which is that she like you know the first scene is her jumping off the bridge right that's the color scene i think you're talking about and then um and so to like provide some context for this woman who she was before and kind of like making her a real person rather than this like childlike doll cre creation of, of Godwin and, and the two of them basically having like similar struggles. And now she's going through the situation with Alfie, but she's actually, she's Bella. She's not Victoria. But I, I, I do kind of think like, if I think about where the movie for me, like gets docked, like, you know, basically a point on my star system, I think it is near the end where I feel like, it's just not quite as like for me um, as neatly of a told story as I think the beginning of the movie sets up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, and I think there, there are some ways in which this, like, ending part of... of her story in in regard that you're talking about in regards to Alfie specifically, like it feels um, a little bit closer to uh, like melodramatic or like a, a version of drama that we're, that we've kind of already seen that makes it feel a little bit less unexpected the way the rest of the movie does. Um, but I, to your point also of how real it felt, like I really felt the danger in those moments of like, Oh God, this guy, first of all, 
shout out to the name Alfie Blessington, who yeah. was married to her original name, Victoria Blessington. I just think that's such a wonderful, such a wonderful name. Um, and I love the moment earlier on where like she gets like they're seeding it and she's she gets recognized by this woman. She's like, oh, my God, Victoria, I haven't seen you in ages. And she's like, I'm Bella Baxter, as she yeah. says so many times in the movie. Uh -huh. But the scene where she I remember so visit so vividly where she's overhearing Alfie talking about how, like, you know, they're going to uh do uh you know they're gonna knock her out and do these terrible things to her body and like literally uh maim her and the the, the when she's sitting the moment right after that where she's sitting on the bed considering what she's gonna do and i'm just like oh my god what is she gonna do because there's no way that this person who we've seen grow so much over the course of this movie is just gonna allow this to happen to herself like part of her journey is is you know learning to take control of her life and her own autonomy and like all that stuff and it's very richly drawn out and then here it's like okay how is that all going to come to a head and it kind of feels like she might outsmart him and she does she actually does in a way ultimately outsmart him but there's just like she has so much energy and or she has so much like momentum at this point in her life like she's not gonna let this idiot alfie or the, he's i mean an idiot is generous she's actually a monster uh continue to ruin her life the way that clearly her her mom did like the idea that i thought this is where that part was going but the idea that that alfie is basically her father um is right. really interesting because yeah. you know she is her she is her uh she is the child's brain now become full uh and it's just it's it's so interesting to watch her process all those emotions and all that information and like make her own her own decisions and like i think obviously there's a there's a metaphor there about like the identity that you perceive and that you inherit from your parents versus the responsibility that you feel versus your wants and desires just like as your own human and i think that's all it's like very uh richly delved into here yeah um yeah so i i mean yeah i i do like this film a lot so it's like you know we talk about all the things i think i think also will yeah, I think Willem Dafoe's performance is 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 quite good. I think uh, you know we've talked a little bit about like the burping scene, but there's just something mm -hmm. about him of like, you know, he looks monstrous, uh, and then you know what he does to a degree is like potentially super unethical, but like you know, um, uh, we haven't really talked about him making Felicity. I I kind of feel like that's one where I'm like I almost wish he 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 didn't. Although you know the idea that he created something and much like. Uh, a parent where once they get old enough and they actually start getting like mad at you and hate you mm -hmm. and they leave. Uh, uh, and so he's trying to not let himself be um, emotionally attached to like Felicity, mm -hmm. <laughs> this next version uh, I thought was, was interesting. Um, yeah. I like the performance a lot. And I don't think I need m more of him, but also, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's very good. Shout out to the shout out to Margaret Qualley, which again, I think there's this really fascinating meta component of like this, the the next generation of like incredible actress playing like this next version of of a 
you know, of a, of a monster, quote unquote, or like a creation that uh, Godwin has created. She plays yeah. Felicity, like you mentioned. And just, it, you know, Margaret Qualley doesn't get to do as much for sure as as Emma Stone. But I just thought like Margaret Qualley, we've seen be an incredible actress in a lot of different things. And I thought that that was a really, uh, really interesting choice. I also want to shout out uh, Gerard Carmichael, who has a wonderful role in the middle of the movie when they're when Emma uh, when Bella Baxter, excuse me, is like on the boat and she's basically been kidnapped by Duncan, yeah. by Mark yeah. Ruffalo's character. But she makes fast friends with Harry and Martha, Martha played by Hannah Skigula. Excuse yeah, the pronunciation. Tough. Yeah, tough and they I love their especially between her and Martha, like her fast friendship and Martha is immediately kind of saying inappropriate things right back to Bella and yes. clearly appreciating how refreshing Bella's honesty is. Uh, one of the hardest laughs I had was when Duncan is being such a little shit and he's throwing the books off the ship. Yes. And then Martha hands another her, book. hands Bella another book, which Duncan, of course, also throws off the boat. And then they're all just staring at Duncan like, well, now you're just the jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Look, so what are you gonna do? Yeah, you can good. only leave. Um, but the Harry character, especially played by Gerard Carmichael, Bella and him have some really interesting discussions about like you know philosophy and the human condition and whether it's worth you know even trying to 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 learn about about humans and 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 the way that we think, and he's so jaded. But the way he can he can only appreciate also how refreshing it is to have Bella just like believe in the possibility of things and and not be tied down to all of the things that make him jaded and his experiences. Yeah. And obviously the experiences are all very different. But uh him him at the his his moment with her at the end uh, at the end of their uh journey together when they get off the ship is like a very sweet one because he's kind of like all right never never change like you're yeah. you're kind of like too pure for this world so i loved i loved all those characters the other the other supporting character i really loved is uh is madam sweeney or swiney who's played by Catherine hunter um mm -hmm. who we've talked about before she's in uh in the tragedy of macbeth Mm -hmm. um just the way she looks is incredible and, incredible and you know she just has this like presence about her uh the scene where she comes in and she's in like the corset and she's all tattooed i'm like yes. oh my gosh she's so visually just like i cannot stop watching her yeah. um she's very it's a very similar uh, thing in tragedy of Beck. she plays like the witches and so mm -hmm. she just contorts her body yeah. um but um, you know, there's also this, you know, in here when when Bella's trying to say, like, well, wouldn't it be better if we chose like the man and then we would be intrigued and wouldn't that be a better experience for them? And she's like, I love it. She's like, No, because like this is how I make the most money, and I have the sick child, my grandchild who's here. Uh -huh. Um, I thought was like, you know, there is some like depth to the movie that because the movie is very funny for the most of it. Like, yeah, it's like Mike Ruffalo, like chucking books off a ship. Like it, it is very funny, but there also is, I think, you know some depth uh uh to this i think like i know some people like do have a problem with like the way that this movie is very focused on sex especially like you know uh, she's you know the beginning of the movie we see her she's like 
basically a toddler in an adult body and that has you know complicated things all in its to itself but some of the commentary here i thought was like particularly strong that's where she meets uh toinette as well um and sort of like falls for her i kind mm -hmm. of love that they leave that a little bit ambiguous at the end like toinette's there but also like max is there um yeah. you don't really get like clarification as to like what the relationships are and i don't think we really need to know other than that like bella seems to be like fully in control of what she wants to do with her life, which is, mm -hmm. you know, basically the first time um, that that's, that's happened since she's left Alfie. So, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Catherine Hunter as, as Madam Sweeney was just uh, an absolute, she's, she's so fantastic. Love Catherine Hunter. Like just what she's able to do with her voice is incredible. And she has like a very specific raspy, you know, kind of, uh, uh, low register voice that's always really interesting she plays um uh madam fig i believe is her the character's name in in the harry potter movies uh arabella fig yeah yes yeah. and um you know now i regret that she doesn't have like a bigger storyline because that would have been amazing to have her know. more around but i too am going to sit with that image of her with all those incredible tattoos in the corset like getting into bed there's just something like so indelible about that image yeah she's fantastic um the i love the you know and speaking of the of the the brothel that that you know bella works with works for her at i love like the workaround that she figures out that she doesn't get her way you know she wants to change the system but she comes up with like this three question quiz right that's actually really thoughtful and fascinating yeah. Like you tell me, like a childhood, uh, either memory, childhood, memory yeah. or childhood trauma, whatever it is, and then there's another question, and then it's like it it automatically makes the person more comfortable, and which obviously makes her more comfortable, and like ostensibly the sex is better, enjoyable, certainly for her, and it's like the way that she, and a little bit to your point about like, you know how this this discussion of like how appropriate is it for her to you know at her her the age of her mind and having sex and all these things but i feel like she's adapting so quickly and she's basically living like it's like almost every day is a year basically yeah. it's like super it's like the super version of dog years and it totally makes sense that this person who like discovered this pleasure at like you know on the fifth day of their life uh is is like now so leaning leaning so heavily into that i think there's just like a very human realistic component of that and uh the the quiz thing again i just thought was was so funny but also like kind of sweet that she would that she would do that because her her uh her compass you know her moral compass in a way for doing so her reasoning for doing so is like pretty pure in the sense of like you know i want to make this good for me but i also think i can make it better for them and it's just yeah. it's just fascinating commentary yeah uh do you have a favorite moment from this movie like is there something that particular like a line there's so there's a lot of funny lines uh, uh, I, I i have one very much at the top of my okay i'll do i'll cheat i'll do funny line and then i'll yeah. do favorite moment yeah uh funny line is far and away the moment where Mark Ruffalo's Duncan has been like stalking Bella after uh -huh. she has left him. And uh -huh. he, and this is after he has his whole like Stella moment yeah, on the yeah, balcony yes, with yes, her. Yes, yes. It's not even that. It's later on, he like accosts her. He's clearly been like living on the street in the same clothes. And he's, 
he's trying like the 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 soft sell at first he's like okay it's like i love you i miss you blah 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 and he does this thing mark ruffalo in his line reads across the movie in different times where like he's almost stepping on his own words on his right. own lines mm -hmm. and he's like i miss you i love you did you sleep with the man with the yeah. fur and arm i know you did i know you <laughs> did yeah, he rushes it. He's like, I know I have to say these things, but I really need to get to this one. So yeah. funny because we, it was like, for us, it was like a throwaway uh, visual of like, yeah. you know, this man with the hook for an arm was one of her many clients. But the yeah. fact that he was like stalking her and saw yeah. it and just like a so funny. <laughs> she did was well, so funny. One of my favorite lines is uh, Bella saying like, uh, I must go punch that baby. The baby. Yes, <laughs> I must I go. Yeah, I must go punch that baby. <laughs> I must yeah. go punch that baby. And she is all of us when yeah. we're. Uh, and and then it's maybe. the physicalness of her, like holding her arm, like back, yeah. like ready to go. punch. the She's dance ready. scene is quite good as well. I quite like the dance scene that they do. I think immediately after that moment. And such great choreography. Yeah. Now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, because the uh, way that Duncan is completely adapting his dancing style to bella's to make it look like her nonsensical not at all choreographed dance style yeah. is intentional yeah. and like it's like a really cool visual gag basically yeah. that they do yeah i agree that's that's yeah. really cool and like props to mark ruffalo for for making it look that easy and, and yeah. seamless it's not easy to dance yeah um, okay, and then a moment. You have a moment. And the moment was definitely the end moment, the very, very last shot of like oh, this yeah. menagerie of creatures that had been created for the most part by Godwin. But then, yeah. you know, Alfie is now a creation of Bella and 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 Max and like how she has kind of become the God. But even separate from that, just like the beautiful garden that they're all yeah. living in. It's like she has created this life for herself in a way she's she certainly like taken control of it for herself and welcomed like you said Toinette and other people that she met along the way like come I have this huge house stay with me um is really great and just left it on such a such a hopeful uplifting note like you had mentioned earlier and it's I loved it I was like this is so not the ending that I thought we were gonna get and it's so effective and wholesome and I really love it and speaking of wholesome I just want to shout out again uh rami youssef as max mccandles because he's like it's kind of a thankless role but he's so yeah. sweet and he just he cares about her but he he gives her complete latitude to just be her own person and not marry him if she doesn't want to and all that stuff uh love that for rami youssef that he gets to that he gets to be in this in such a prominent role i think i like the dancing i think the dancing is probably my favorite i think uh in the movie although yeah i do you like would. that last you're such scene. a dancer grace such a dancer yeah yeah um all right well i think that that's our poor things review uh, poor, a lot us. Of, poor us a lot of movies coming out the next little while um uh -oh. <laughs> yeah i know i know we will not be able to cover them all but next week we will do our best to try and catch as many things that we have not talked about and maybe things that we have talked about as we will do a uh, look back in the year of like what have we missed at the beginning and sort of our reminiscing on the year 2023 in movies which i think is a good one there was uh people were talking about as they were sort of sharing their top 10 list in the discord today they said yeah it's been a pretty good year and i i kind of agree that it's been like there have been some obvious standouts like barbie and oppenheimer being these like you know critical and box office success i kind of feel like this movie or this year i don't know that it has like far like I, I past lives is probably my favorite movie of of the year and that one mm -hmm. doesn't you know as much as i love it it's say more <laughs> 
probably won't hold the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, uh, and so I, I, I feel like this is the, the year of many very, very good movies. Um, mm-hmm. uh, instead of like, uh, I don't know that this, this year has a like all time classic. Maybe that's a little bit uh, unfair to, to Barbie, which has become, you know, uh, quite the hit. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah. we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, as we'll do our, our our look back on the year 2023, talk about anything we missed, and then we'll release we'll reveal sorry the top 10 movies as voted by you, the Post Recaps Theater listeners. You can vote. Uh, there's a show notes uh, poll in the show notes. Um, so do that. So that's how we'll end the year, Ariel. That's incredible. Listen, yeah. use your vote. You get a say. Yeah. Even if you want to vote for. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, migration. Uh, ten times. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I, listen, I'm not saying you should, and I'm not saying I will see that movie. I'm just saying, you know, the movies that you care about are the movies that you care about, whoever hey. you are. And that's, that's valid. I don't normally do. I don't, I don't uh, publicly reveal anybody who voted, vote however you want, except for Felipe did say he was going to vote for 80 for Brady 10 times. So uh, uh, in which case, I will dox you. He's big. <laughs> We don't normally. We have a non-doxing yeah. policy. Sorry, Felipe. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. If you vote for Eddie for Brady, we will publicly we can put you on our shame list of the post get I mean, that I forgot about cool. that movie. But yeah. you know, I look back on it fondly. Oh, aren't you? Except that's a that's fully a February movie. I, I looking at the calendar, it's like it, literally no good movies are allowed to come out past J, d, d, j, like December thirty first. They're like, we got to cram everything in before the end of the year because January is a bad time to release a movie, so we can't do it. We're just going to be covering all the December movies until June of next I year. Actually, do like, I, I mean you joke, go. but I actually it might actually be the you know Dune <laughs> comes out in March, you know, but maybe the best we we'll got. see if we get to it before the fall. <laughs> true there's a lot coming out so yeah then we'll be back in the new year with uh, probably some coverage of some of the movies that came out over the holiday break so uh look forward to that in the meantime ariel what else you got going on and where can people find you i what a, what a joy this year has been grace thank you for it's so nice yeah thank you for everything um i am on twitter at that other ariel always trying to retweet what podcasts i'm doing had our uh gray's anatomy holiday episode that i recorded with Chappelle just release also covering six feet under with dr amanda we just finished season one and we'll be back in the new year with season two and yeah i think that's um that's everything some more stuff to come in the new year i'm sure yeah um right i'm talking fargo the curse the crown Yellowstone and full spoiler recaps with Jess Sterling. We watch a different TV show every single week. This week we'll be talking A Murder at the End of the World, the uh, Hulu show with Emma Corrin. Uh, it's good. It's fine. Yeah. Excited to talk about it. Um, and we'll be back in the new year. I'm on social media at High from Grace. Uh, until then, I'm Grace. He's Ariel. And we are Fresh Recaps. See you I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.